Welcome to It's Pronounced Podcast with Alicia and Sange. We are your weekly-ish dose of what's happening in the world, in our lives, and frankly, whatever else pops up in our heads. We are best friends in real life, and now you are our friends too. So here's how this works. Every week, we come together and review what's happening in the week. We deep dive into a specific topic, and then we close out by talking about things that each of us are unpacking. Every third episode, we introduce a third to the podcast through an interview. And along the way, our goal is just to have as much fun and great conversations as possible. We're so excited that you're here, that you're listening, and we can't wait to see what comes out in this episode. Let's get going. Sangay, we made it. It's 2021. We did it. We're here. It's a brand new year, everyone, but it still feels like we're in the last one. Why? Because absolutely nothing has changed in this world. So there you have it. You know, we're still in a pandemonium. People are still dying. Racists are still racisting. Is that? That's that's the verb that I'm going to give them. That's what you're going to use. Yeah. Uh, Today is December 39th, 2020. Welcome to It's Pronounced Podcast. I don't know. 2020 was a weird year, but I think that there's probably something we can all pull from it that kind of um, allows us to, that we can either bring with us into this year. Like I learned this thing about myself, or this is a new skill that I'm going to continue practicing. Um, And there might be things that were like, that is staying in 2020. And maybe that's a negative habit that we had. It's like, I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, Or maybe yeah, maybe it's a negative habit. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's just something that you are not bringing with you um, because it doesn't serve you anymore. So what are things that you feel like you've learned about yourself? Oh, you want me to share my emotions? I mean, Uh, (laughs) I will say one thing I've kind of always known about myself, but was really highlighted for me uh, was just like patterns of codependency. Mm -hmm. and that like I don't I don't like to do things by myself I prefer to do things with other people um and when you're not in a pandemic that's actually not that big of a deal right because you can like walk outside and be around your people and it's people are more uh more likely to go places with you do things with you but when you're in a pandemic you're not supposed to be seeing other people I was really forced to be like, oh, shoot, like, I have to do this by myself because I I yeah. cannot do this with someone else. And that made me really confront, like, some inner stuff. Like, why do I not like doing things by myself? What is it about that? Um, where can I, like, sort of push into this a little bit more to become more comfortable doing things alone? And hopefully I can do this um, – not just as far as like day-to-day activities, but I mean like bigger things like go see a movie by myself one day. I know there are some people who love doing that and I would never, but like, (laughs) and I'm not saying that that needs to be a goal for everyone, but I'm saying for me, like that would be a big step for me if I suddenly was like, I'm just going to go to the movie theater by myself because I can and I want to, or I'm going to go to this restaurant that I've been wanting to try and I have the time, so I'm going to do it. Um, So that would be... I think the thing that was really highlighted for me last year. What about you? Um, I definitely have learned about myself in 2020 is how important the outside is. Like 
and not even nature, right? Like, yes, I love nature. I love going on hikes. I love doing all those stuff, but I love being outside. I love like exploring. I love like walking, you know, down the street, like talking to people in my neighborhood. Like I'm a very big community person. And like you, like I, I recognize that I just, that's not the safest thing to do all the time. And even if I'm like walking and like not being around people, there is a risk, like going outside is a risk. And so I'm, I'm recognizing a lot within myself of, of how risky I want to be all the time. Because I would, I would say prior to the pandemic, like I would just like do random things all the time just because I wanted to. And now I have to take a step back and think about those things more, like double check myself. And I just don't, I realize I don't like that. I don't like doing that. I don't know. I think I'm just trying to find like comfort in being home, which I don't think I've ever really felt before. Um, so we're, we're trying to learn what that looks like for me in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've been thinking about COVID and how it's, I feel like made me more risk averse. Not that I was a huge risk taker before, but- By any means. Not by any means, but I mean, like it's it's made me even more cautious, which is scary to me because I would, I would describe myself as a pretty cautious person to begin with. And now I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to go to Target. That might be pushing it. There's too many people at Target at this time. I don't know if it's worth the risk to, you know, walk out. And then if I go, what if there's a long line? Okay. If I have to wait in this long line and it gets dark when I'm walking home. So now there's like all of these other factors that I'm competing against, um, with myself only, (laughs) um, surrounding, like just going to the grocery store. So I feel like COVID is just, (laughs) it sucks. It's the worst. And it's just making, uh, things that probably did already exist. Like I've, I've been a cautious person, right? Like that was already a part of me, but it, this is making it significantly worse for me. And for you, it's like like you, you like going out, you like taking risks, meeting people and like just doing things on a whim and you can't do that. And now it's like, how, where do you lean, like, where would you lean into spontaneity in the four walls of your home? Like, what does that look like? Sincerely though, it's like, oh, let me like mix it up. Let me like take a shower in the dark. Let me like sleep in this different position. Like, let me like, you know, like, and it's just, there's only so many choices I can make in a day that, like you said, bring the endorphins and like bring the spontaneity to me. Cause I'm like, oh man, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But speaking of New Year's, I'm curious. I have a mini story for it's not like a it's not a story. It's not a story. So my context is <clears throat> I was on uh, I love these types of stories, but I was on Instagram and Passion Planner, my favorite brand ever, um, did a story and they they did this at the beginning of last year as well, where they're like a screenshot to find your word for the year or, you know, tap and hold to find your word for the year. And I love interactive stories like that. They're just fun. I don't know. And whether you believe in that stuff or not, I still think that it's kind of cool to see uh, what word you get and how you apply that word moving forward. So I did that. And my word for last year was mindfulness, which is interesting because I never consciously thought of the word mindfulness However, it did come up like constantly last year. Obviously, everyone, it was a buzzword starting oh, in March, definitely. right? Like, oh, let's be mindful about our screen time, blah, blah, blah. But beyond that, um, it, it just kept coming up in therapy and just thinking about like the decisions that we make, et cetera, et cetera. So um, looking back on 2020, I think it's very interesting that this word that I selected at random, <laughs> 
because I literally just took a screenshot, happened to be so pervasive last year. And this year, the word that I got is adventure. So I'm very curious as to how that will play out because we're not really traveling. So I don't know. So I think that that means that adventure is going to show up in some other way. And maybe that means I need to be a little bit more open as far as how I interpret an mm. adventure, right? Because all the way up until this point in my life, adventure has meant going somewhere new, eating a new food, you know, being around new people, traveling in a different form. And a lot of those things have been changed. So I don't know what adventure means for 2021, but I'm kind of intrigued as to what it might look like. Do you have a word or a word for what yours might be or an idea of what yours might be? I did this thing that um, was called Unravel Your Year 2020 by Susanna Conway. And um, part of the, the exercise was to just like say what you want to say to 2020. And I just wrote like all of the things like from love to like frustration to like me just like shouting expletives at things. So it just allowed me to like get things out. And then it helped you transfer to 2021 that they were like, let you... Um, like find a word for 2021, which I've never done before. I've never did like a word. I've never like focused on things. Um, so this was something new for me. And so I wrote down just like a bunch of, I just, I, I guess I just kind of did like a quick write of things that might be good words to use. And I wrote down like connect, love, rest, stability, healing. And I wrote the word breathe. I was like, that's what I need. I need breathe. Because uh, what I found was that in 2020, a lot of, and I think just like my general lifestyle before the pandemic was that I was doing all of the things. I was meeting all of the people. I was going outside and like, you know, doing all the activities as possible because I wasn't allowing myself to like breathe. With that being said, breathe is my word for 2021. And it's, it's going well so far. I hope I hope uh, I can continue that throughout this year because I feel like I've just been, I've uh, been prioritizing other things other than myself and other than like my breath, you know? So if you have a word for this year, we'd love to hear what yours is. You know how to get a hold of us. You can tweet us or just share with us on Instagram, but we want to know what your word is and maybe what led to you choosing that word. If there was a story behind it, or if like me, you just randomly picked a word <laughs> to see <laughs> where this year takes you. Or if you're like me and have never even thought about thinking of a word for 2021, you know, take the journey, see where it leads you. Yeah. And then share with us. Alicia, do you have any news or announcements this week? Um, do I? Oh my gosh, I do. I just thought of it. My mom's freaking engaged, <laughs> bruh. We love that. That is so wild to me. I like forget about it all the time. Like, and then like moments like this, I'm just like, wait a fucking minute. Like I literally, I don't know. That's like, it's super exciting. Yeah. My mom got engaged on New Year's Eve. And so, yeah, like that's like bringing me a lot of joy. Cause I just know how happy she is. And like, yeah. We love a good wedding. Let's be, let's be real. We love a good exactly. wedding. I, yeah. Another reason to, to shake my ass, you know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm hella pumped. I really am pumped for her. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what the planning looks like from here. Um, yeah. So I'm just eager to, to get that all started. What about you? Congratulations, mom. 
Um, my, <laughs> this is honestly, it was just such a happy moment for me. And it literally happened right before we started recording. So I have to tell you. Anywho, so there's this like influencer I follow on Instagram. She's cool or whatever. And she had posted about doing these workouts um, with her trainer via Zoom. And she was like, yo, go to my trainer's page. She's doing like <clears throat> a sale or something like that for the month of January, like tap in, let's all work out. So I went to her trainer's page and I was like, oh, this looks so dope. She's a black woman and she's doing like virtual workouts and it's like 30 minute, you know, like high energy, but like really fun workouts. And I was like, dang, I really want to do this. But um, my sisters and I are doing a no spend month right now. So yes. as much as I wanted to do it, I also knew that I, I can't sign up for it <laughs> because I can't spend money this month. And she DM'd me and was like, hey, I'm going to give you a promo code to take three classes for free on me. And I was like, are you serious right now? Because <laughs> so, I literally just commented like, oh my gosh, I really wish that I could join. Um, but for obvious reason, I can't. I'm on a no spend month, but I really do want to join because it's only $60 for the month of January. Well, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So $60 a month for some classes that you get to do with her, um, live workouts every Monday through Thursday, monthly check-ins, on-demand video library, like for 60 bucks a month, that's, I would say that's a pretty good deal. So anywho, I was just really, I felt very, a lot of love, right. And just a lot of like, wow, this is talk about community. Like this woman doesn't even know me. And because I said, I wanted to participate in something, yeah like oh hey like here's a way for you to participate so just like really I was just feeling really good about that and I 100% will be participating um yeah and then I will be paying for it after that because again like fully intended to do it anyway just could not (laughs) could not um pay for it this month because we're on no spend month and we'll talk more about no spend month in the unpacking but um but yeah, I'm really happy. I, yeah, I don't know. Things have been off to a pretty decent start for me so far. I'm excited. I'm excited what this year's going to bring, but also, you know, keeping my head down for all the bullshit that happens too. So, hey, we'll, part, we'll figure it out. That part too. Well, hey, on that note, friends, um, we're going to take a quick break. And today you are in for a treat. We are. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face anymore. Um, but we are doing and introducing a third episode. And I'm really excited about it because I have my friend, my cousin, not just my friend, but my cousin, Herman Johnson, aka Herman John Dad of Ask Your Dad Pod on with us today. Herman, how are you? <laughs> Those are my fans that are waiting outside listening to the podcast as we speak. But I'm doing good, you know. Um, <laughs> it's it's been a week, but today has been the best day of that week. That has been a week. Okay, so. tell us more. Why has today been the best day of that week of this uh, week that's felt like three years already? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, when you come in for RA training, they were like, "We need you to get tested before you get here." There was a whole jumble, miscommunication, whatever. I did not get tested before I came. I was under the impression that because I was traveling from across country that I was just going to self-isolate when I got here anyway. So I wasn't going to be around people. So I thought I was going to get tested when I got here, self-isolate till I get the test results. That was not, you know, that was not what they were serving for me. So 
I had to stay with a friend off campus for a couple of days. It was very chaotic. You know, I felt like like a guest star in someone else's life. <laughs> I dog sat during that time. I um, was in some roommate drama that I was not a part of, but I was just like a <laughs> observer and it was a lot, but I'm finally in my own room. I got to be with my staff again today. So today was, today was the best day of the week. Wow. Did you get the results and stuff back? Yes, I am. I'm negative. We vibe in over here. COVID free. Let's go. We love that. I love that. I hate the tests, but I do love that you're negative. So you guys get to do, have you guys gotten to do saliva tests or have you just done those? No, they're just like getting all up in there. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all nose jobs over here for me. <laughs> now we've heard, you know, your voice, people like understand that you're going to be the dad of the podcast today. Feel free to introduce yourself. What's your name? What's the good, bad, and the ugly, you know? Do people Ooh. miss often? Is there a story? Share with us. So my name is Herman Johnson. Um, What do I feel about my name? I feel a lot of, I feel a lot less about my name. I feel like I'm a little bit numb to it now. But when I was a kid, I hated my name with a burning passion. And it didn't help that I think I was like 10. And my mom was like, oh, did you know? This is like just a, this is a little funny story. Did you know you were supposed to be named Kyle? Like I wanted to name you Kyle. And I was like, you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. My life would have been Wait. so much easier if my name was Kyle. <laughs> so you wanted Kyle. Yeah, because Herman is just. my Okay, for clarification, right? My name is Herman. My sister's name is Harriet. My dad's name is Harry. My dad wanted my name to be Harry. So he would have had a Harriet and a Harry. I don't know why he's so obsessed with H names. A little narcissistic, if you ask me. I was just about to say, there's a little connection. Harry, Harry, Harry. It's just a little too much, a little too much. My mom was like, how about no, but we meet in the middle. I don't know how Herman is the middle between Kyle and Harry, but I do kind of like, um, we have an aunt named vermin and that's what my name is based off of actually because she's really close with my mom and so they just swapped the v out put the h on and they said this is this is my son <laughs> so that's kind of sweet had no idea yeah I, i'm i'm I had no idea yeah i'm the baby of a of a powerful friendship so <laughs> I, I like that that's cool <laughs> you've shared yeah. the story with us about like how you got your name from your family do you have any like childhood stories as far as like school goes people miss I don't know how you would but people mispronouncing your name or just like coming at you sideways or just calling you absolutely not your name yeah I think just because Herman is such an unfamiliar name for my age group I think people would just you know say things that were similar because it made more sense in their child minds and adult minds so I've gotten Kermit I've gotten Hermit. There were some kids who called me herpes in elementary school, which, how did you even know what herpes was in elementary school? No, 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 no. What are you up to? Um, And so when I was younger, it was kind of like mean, I guess. And then as I got older, it kind of transitioned into like, Herman is kind of boring. So we're going to spice it up. So people call me Herm Dog, which I thought that it was like a specific person who was like, this is my nickname for Herman. But throughout my life, like every stage of life, there's been somebody who's called me Herm Dog. And I'm like, where did this come from? What is this zeit, the cultural zeitgeist that led to Herm Dog being the first nickname that comes to people's heads? I don't know. I don't hate it. It's just interesting. 
I'm going to call you Hermie because that feels right to me. Mm, yeah. Wow. I feel like we've gone on a journey um, name-wise for you. I want you to talk to us about your um, your Instagram handle because I just love it. And then also talk to us about your podcast, the name. How did you come up with this concept and, and what is it? Got you. Well, starting with my Instagram handle, it's Herman John Dad. My last name is Johnson. Um, when I was in like high school, a lot of times, just because I'm very calm and nice, I guess, a lot of people referred to me as Herm Dad. And, you know, uh, that l- slowly evolved into John Dad or Herm John, Herm John, Dad Son, all kinds of weird stuff. But anyway, I'm like a parental person in a way. So <laughs> that just happened. And my Instagram handle and Twitter handle used to be Herman Posey in the beginning of high school because I was obsessed with Tyler Posey. Team Wolf is a great show. Um, but when I graduated, I was like, I can't go into college with my handles being this. So I changed it to Herman John Dad. <laughs> and then the podcast came to be just because um, there's this radio station at my school called KJAC Radio that I have a class for. And this year we couldn't go in the booth, obviously, because COVID. So they were like, hey, instead, if you guys want to do a podcast, do a podcast. And I was like, this is my opportunity. And so (laughs) I was trying to come up with fun ideas for a podcast and Ask Your Dad just kind of popped out of my head because I was like, an advice podcast would be fun, but I don't know what I would call it. And then I was like, Ask Your Dad. (laughs) Yeah, so that's it's basically just an advice podcast, but also an excuse for me to talk to my friends. Um, So the first half, we just shoot the shit. And then the second half, we answer email questions, Instagram questions, and uh, lately, questions from Reddit, which has been a very fun adventure because Reddit is crazy. (laughs) What's like the weirdest question that you've received or like the weirdest thing you've had to give advice on? Mm. I don't know if it's weird, but more so just funny because I don't know, nothing tops this, but in the first episode, someone sent in an email, which just to chop it up, break it down, spit it out, basically was just, (laughs) am I, what did she say? She was basically comparing her love for her boyfriend to her love for chicken. And she was saying like, because like, I really liked this chicken place a long time ago, but then as time went on, I realized I don't really like the chicken place and I tried other chicken places. And I was like, wow, I like, I was holding on to this chicken place for so long. And there was all these other chicken places in the sea. And then she was like, what if I'm doing that with my boyfriend who I've been dating for a year? <laughs> and that's a big realization to have. That's huge. But the wording was just, it was, it was immaculate. It was so funny. <laughs> because <laughs> how can you know if this is your favorite chicken place if you've only ever eaten at that chicken place? Period. Yeah. The mm-hmm. people want to know. Thanks for telling us more about who you are, your what your show is, and uh, some weird advice. We now have some scenarios that we'd love to have you answer with us if you're down. Alicia, do you want to pick one to start with? Yeah, let's see. Hmm. Okay, so we talked a little bit about this um, before you came on, Herman, about just like the new year. It's usually like a time of like renewal, goal setting, all of that. So some people are using that time right now to like make new goals, make new resolutions for the new year. And so someone asked, how can I make sure I stick to my goals? What advice do you have for them? I would say to start, um, don't make goals that you can't keep. I think that's the best advice ever. You have to be realistic with yourself. I think sometimes, you know, we think because it's a new year, 
it's like a complete which it is kind of a complete blank page but you're still the same person <laughs> so you have to be realistic with like what you can reasonably change i think that's that's the best place to start i'm not that good at new year's resolutions so i don't really have that much else but i know that much <laughs> yeah i think a big thing is like knowing yourself like if you are like oh i'm gonna like work out every single day at 7 a.m but you like are not a morning person like we just need to we just need to be realistic here reel it in yeah, definitely. Like, know yourself, set realistic goals. Um, that that was pointed. Like, I would never wake up at 7 a.m. to work out. Let me say that much. But I might tell myself that I could work out like two to three times a week because I know every day at 7 a.m. is like just not going to happen for me. I'm going to find an excuse. I'm going to be tired. Something is going to be on Netflix that I want to watch instead of working out. Like, there's going to be all of these other reasons that I should not do it. So definitely like, uh, know yourself and also uh, make those goals realistic. Another example of building on working out is like, I mean, have a have like a, an accomplishment in mind at the end of that. So if you say I want to work out every day, um, is it because you want to like achieve whatever time is like running a mile at this pace or lifting this much weight or running in this race, whatever the case might be, but have something that you're working towards so that you have a way to measure when you've met this goal beyond just I'm working out every day. It makes it more fun, in my opinion, because you have something that you're um, actually trying to work towards. Okay, Herman, another one for you. I feel like this one is, is a big one. What do I do if I feel lost? Because I don't know what job I want to work in and I'm being pressured by others to find one fast. <laughs> but I but I feel like right, you there are for folks who are maybe close to graduation, like that's a big thing, right? Like you're graduating college and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be like an adult TM, like big TM, a uh, big adult um, with real bills to pay, and like I'm gonna be on my own what do I do? And I don't know um, about you, but when I was in, when I was in college <laughs> um, and majoring in sociology in that particular major field, there's not a ton of like clear jobs that you do, right? Like you're a computer science major. You're like, oh, I go into tech. You're a nursing major. Oh, I go into healthcare. You're a social major. And you're like, I do literally anything that will hire me. <laughs> and then it can feel like there's a lot of pressure to find a job, but there's not a lot of direction as far as what kind of job you find. So I could see how somebody might be feeling lost. What would you suggest to this person? Um, For me, because yeah, yeah, all that stuff that you're saying hits the nail right on the head. I'm a communication studies major. Everyone when I was going into college was like, yeah, major in communication studies. You could do anything with that. I was like, cool, sounds easy. Then I'm here about to graduate and everyone's like, okay, what are you going to do? And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, I don't know, actually. So um, I would say for you, for, I think it's really important to, I don't know, like find, if there's something that you're really good at, that you know that you're really good at, um, kind of look there, but also be kind of open within the field that you're studying or the things that you know or what you have been planning to just kind of like search random things like random titles and job titles because you might something might pop up that you weren't even expecting that you want to do and then something that i have done in the past couple of months that's very uncomfortable for me because i'm a very like i need to do it myself person i've been reaching out to some of my professors and some of my um 
supervisors and even some of my peers to kind of like see, hey, what are some things um, that you've applied for, some things that you know of, opportunities. And I'm actually applying for this internship opportunity right now that I never would have applied for if I didn't get recommended for it um, by one of my professors. And I don't know, just keep an open mind and don't be afraid to reach out for help um, from the people that you trust that know you and like know what kind of field you would be great in. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I'm a child, so that's as much advice as I really have. <laughs> First of all, you're literally an adult. Your ID says that you're an adult, so. That's true. <laughs> Second of all, that's really good advice. Like we have networks, we should use our networks. That's why they exist, right? Like let's tap into that. Let's lean into that a little bit more and don't be ashamed to ask for help. Otherwise, what's the point? How do you think, I have to say it, there are many people who are underqualified in roles that they don't deserve. Why? Because they use their network and somebody vouched for them. So, and I'm, yeah, and I'm going to leave it at that. Let's use our networks and let's be that person if we can be that person for somebody else. Okay, so this one is, I think, quite broad, but I think it's a, it's one that we could all use a little feedback on. Um, what can I do to bring more joy into my life? Wow, my specialty. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, you know, it, it's. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to, but it, it does go kind of go back on you. No one can really tell you what you need to do to bring joy into your life, but methodology wise, I think. It's um, something that's really helped me, that's been really impactful for me for finding the things that really make me happy is journaling. Um, I've been journaling since freshman year of high school. And when I journaled in high school, it was very much just about boys that I liked. Um, but slowly but surely, as I grew into adulthood, I started just talking about like what's on my mind, um, what's um, happening in my life, big things that happened that I'm proud of myself for, big things that happened in the world that impacted me. And when you have all of this, like this history basically of your emotions, you see trends and you can see like the things that you really dislike about yourself and things that you really dislike about others and things that you love about yourself and things about, that you love doing, that you really enjoy doing. So just in general, um, taking time to be reflective, I think is, a surefire way to find out um, what makes you happy. And then it's just making time for those things from that point. Yeah, that's huge. Like on the knowing yourself part, right? Like if you don't know in the first, oh, have you seen the movie Soul? Either of you? Iconic, great film. I loved it. So I'm going to talk about your spark. If you don't know what your spark is in the first place or just what like makes you light up, then how do you know what to bring more of into your life? So maybe if you're uncertain of what that is, a good place to start would be just like trying a bunch of new things and seeing what what does bring that spark for you. If it brings a spark, that's great. Do more of it. If it doesn't, then don't do it again. For me, I would say like really do some soul searching, like think back, what has, when have you felt the biggest spark in your life? When have you felt like you were on top of the world, like you were floating through life and what was present? And it might be, it might not be just like, this one action, it might be a combination of things. Like maybe it was, I had just gotten done spending the day with one of my best friends. I ate my favorite meal. And then I was like listening to one of my favorite songs. 
And so what can you do to sort of replicate those conditions so that you are radiating joy through your life? But ultimately joy is something that's found inwardly. Um, It's not something that like, I can't just, you know, walk outside and immediately be like, I am joyous now. It's something that radiates from within. And it's not something that somebody else can do to you. People can make us feel happy through their actions, but they can't make us feel joy. That's something that it's, it's deep, deep, deep within you. All right. We have one more question, Herman, for you. And so this is kind of like a, a broader one. Um, it's just around finances. And so We're just curious about if you have a financial tip that you want to share with folks. Something that I'm kind of like realizing um, growing into adulthood is that you kind of, I don't know. I I I think when I was younger, because I had, I don't think I literally had a concept of money until I got to college, which is probably true for most people. So I, I, I very much trusted like my parents and family members and whatever financial advice that they gave. Um, but I do think that it's something that you should research on your own and like spend time into to find out um, kind of like what you need to do for your personal goals for yourself and the things that you want for your personal life. I think it, it's worth it to like look in look into that kind of thing and like reach out with financial professionals if you have access to that kind of thing. Um, but just in general, one thing that I have been doing to improve um my spending is i have (laughs) i have i don't know why this makes me laugh but i have a venmo card right so i and i it's been a while since i actually like acted on this but when i first got the venmo card and for the months that followed any fun purchase that i wanted i would just use the venmo card for so for those of you who don't know a venmo card basically is you can use the bat like whenever you somebody's venmos you money that like stays in your venmo balance and so you can just use your venmo card for that purchase if there's no money in your venmo balance then it pulls money from your account but what i would do in the beginning is i'd be like okay this week i'm going to i'm going out with my friends i'm probably going to go eat out i might want to buy something fun for myself i'm going to put 50 dollars on my venmo card or 100 dollars on my venmo card and all the fun purchases are on that venmo card and once it's up we're back to, you know, saving, being realistic. Um, and it worked for a really long time. And then COVID happened. But, you know, you just got to find little niche things. If, if your goal is saving money, little niche things to trick yourself into saving. Wait, that's such a good idea. Because I've heard of that before. Not using, this was pre-Venmo. I had heard of this idea because I'm that old that Venmo wasn't really a thing until I think probably when we were graduating college is when Venmo became a thing. So pre that time, there was something else that someone recommended, which is just like, yeah, like either use cash or pull, put your money on a separate card that you have to be intentional about moving it to. And when the money is gone on that card, then that's your fun spend. And, but that being said, right, you have to like budget for your needs and your expenses. So you can't just be like, all right, y'all, we're going to take all my cash and put it on this card and that's it. No, you have to like think about what bills do I actually have to pay? And after I paid all of my bills, what's left over for fun um, or emergencies and then put it on that card. So I think that's a really great idea, Herman. I kind of want to hear from Alicia, the resident spreadsheet connoisseur. Um, One of the things that I tried and worked really well for the past couple of years have been when you really want to make that like impulse buy, like, cause sometimes, you know, you see that cute ass sweater, like, 
you're like, oh, I really do need this organizer for my kitchen or like, and you just like give yourself a day to think about it and then see if you'd still want it. That's like one thing. Uh, Cause I think that if you are able to have like some self-control, I think that's like a big thing in like uh, making sure that you're steering your purchases in different ways. Another thing that I've done is if I'm thinking about an impulse buy and I wait the day and I'm like, I'm actually not going to spend this money. I put that money that I was going to spend in my savings. Like, cause I was like, oh, if I was going to, if I was okay to spend that money, then I might as well be okay with paying myself. So for instance, like the other day, I really wanted to buy this book. Um, and I didn't really need the book because I look at my bookshelf right now and I'm like, honey, there's like lots of books on there that you have not read even opened up the book, like you just need to read those first before buying a new one. And so the book was like 23 bucks. And the next day I was like, I don't need the book. And I put 23 bucks into my savings account. And your girl is, is swimming in the savings because of that. So uh, it's definitely a product of me having some self-control. So step one, I guess, is get self-control. <laughs> but the rest, is, uh, the rest is there for the taking, if that's interesting to you. But isn't it also kind of fun to like, then at the end of a period of time, maybe it's a quarter or like a year, look back and be like, dang, like, look at all the money I saved. I have to say, <laughs> currently, the settings of my saving account are whenever I make a purchase, $1 goes to my savings. And it's very jarring sometimes because literally the savings account is a count of how much I've just made crazy like purchases. So I'm just like, mm, mm. but it, I mean, it, it works for me, kind of, sometimes. I mean, at that point, it's both reflective. Um, it's also telling you about yourself. It's just like, you know, there's, there's all good things. And at the end of the day, you're still getting that thing that you really wanted, you know? So if that's what you need in that moment, fine. But as long as you're um, having some responsibility tied into there, I think, you know, put yourself on the back. I think that's the best. Yeah. I would say the biggest piece of advice that I've heard financially is pay yourself first. And so above all else, like make sure your bills are paid. Of course, we don't want you on the streets, but also then put money into savings. So pay yourself first. That's what that means. Cause that's, you're looking out for your future. You're looking out for a potential rainy day and then anything else after that, I think will be helpful. And so um, that's something that I think is helpful for anyone who's just getting started and maybe your finances aren't super complicated because you're just budgeting for your meals. You don't have a car payment, whatever that looks like. Um, but yeah, give that a shot and let us know. Herman, do you have any other questions, pieces or things that people want advice on? Yeah, I believe I have one, one little short little baby thing. Mm -hmm. Not, not that I'm minimizing the question, just I call things baby things anyway. What are some good self-care tips for someone who is not familiar with self-care? See, the thing is, the thing is, I'm familiar with self-care, but like too much. <laughs> I put myself before literally everything, which is, you know, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Interesting, because I am definitely on the opposite side of the spectrum. Um, I don't really care about for for myself very much <laughs> but and I think the the self-care for me so first off like self-care um I kind of like was adverse to it all because when people started talking to me about self-care it was very much like zen meditation like do all that stuff which is not the thing for me like I I'm I'm way too anxious and I get in my head a lot so like 
thinking about sitting down and like meditating doesn't really appeal to me right now in this moment of my like self-care journey. But then having like done research and stuff on my own, like being able to understand that self-care is just like in the root of the word, like taking care of yourself. And so I, self-care really looks like kind of like bringing us back to like the joy um, answer that we gave or the joy advice that we gave. It's like, what things bring you joy and then do those things so that you can feel joy and feel like you're caring for yourself. Right. And, and for me, it's like, oh, I like when I like take a shower and like, I take the shower and I'm like, yo, and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, at least you did that shit. Like you took care of yourself today. Check, you know, or it's like putting on your favorite socks or it's, it could be like meditation and like Zen stuff, if that's like really what you need to center yourself in. Um, but I really do think it's the root of like, what do you feel like you're taking? If you were, you know, outside of your body and you were like, I want to take care of Alicia, like, what would you do? You would do your favorite things or you would do things that like make you feel good, you know? Yeah. Or even just like feeding yourself, that's self-care. Like you need to eat, right? Like you got to take care of your body. You got to make sure your body's hydrated. Um, if you have hair, you probably want to clean that hair, you know, from time to time, give it a good wash, a good deep condition. Um, and those are things that are very like physical ways to take care of yourself. But then of course there are very emotional and mental ways that you can take care of yourself. Self-care could look like I'm going to log off early because this meeting is not serving me, or it can look like I'm actually not going to answer this call because I know that I'm not in the headspace to handle this phone call or this person right now. Or I'm going to not respond to that text right now. I'll come back to it when I'm ready to do that. That is all of those things are examples of taking care of yourself. It doesn't have to be this huge production, this huge like, oh, it's self-care Sunday. So we're going to start with spin and then go to brunch and then do like, yoga. And I don't, I don't know whatever, what else happens on self-care Sundays. We can check insecure and see what they do there. But the point is, it doesn't have to be that. It can be a series of small things that you do throughout the days, throughout the weeks to just make sure that you're taken care of. Kind of going off of that and kind of combining both of the things that you guys were saying, because you have to kind of find the thing similar, like the thing that brings you joy is the, is part of the th like part of the things that you can do to give yourself self-care. Um, for me, I am very vain. And that's something I realized through COVID. Um, I feel like a lot of people started thriving when they didn't have to like get up and get dressed and they can just wear sweatpants or wear no pants and be in a Zoom meeting. I am not like that. <laughs> so if I go like a week or two weeks and I never got to dress up for anything or I never like had to like really like take care of my like skin or like shave my beard or get a haircut, I feel terrible about myself. So like that's something that I for self-care for me, um, taking care of myself. And even if it's not like, I don't have to do the full Fenty beauty skincare every day for me to feel good, but I should be doing it pretty consistently because when I look in the mirror, I want to be like, yeah, I feel good about myself. And if I don't feel that way, even if it's not immediate, like slowly, but surely I'm going to get sad. So you, you got to find like the little things that affect your mental health and affect like your ability to go out into the world with your best foot forward. And spend more time doing those things. And that's, that's self-care. That's the code right there. That's it, everyone. Herman's giving you the cheat code for self-care. Uh, take it and run with it. <laughs> but Herman, before you get going, we have to ask, as we do, what are you unpacking this week? Um, one thing that I'm unpacking this week, um, I'm trying to find a way to like word it, 
I guess just the fact that in life, things that you like don't think are gonna be connected can be connected. I sound like I'm on drugs. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, basically, I'll give I'll give an example from my life to like say what I'm saying. Um, I'm applying right now for a internship in children's programming. So it would basically be like reviewing, editing, writing scripts for children's television school, like television shows for like preschool age, right? When I was a kid, I mean, I've, I've always known that I wanted to be a writer in, in some context, and it's just been slowly but surely figuring out like what I want to do. But I've had all these experience experiences in life that have led me to this application, it feels like, because I work in childcare in the summers. So I have this really great recommendation letter from my boss and a childcare professional talking about how much I know about kids. And then I love screenwriting and I've been screenwriting since the beginning of college. And I have this other really great recommendation letter from one of my screenwriting professors talking about um, my skills in writing and stuff like that. And literally every time I sit down, because the only thing I have left, I have like my transcript in, my resume in, my recommendation letters. Only thing I have left is to write like the professional statement that's basically just connecting it, saying like why I want to do this and why I'm qualified to do this. And every time I sit down to write it, I just start crying <laughs> because it's just like, I don't know, it feels very like karmic and cosmic and powerful that I even got to this moment. Even if I don't get the internship, it's just like, wow, this is like an example of, you know, everything happens for a reason. You experience everything for a reason, good or bad. And that just feels really good. And I feel like it's a really positive note to start my semester on because I start my last semester of college on Monday. So I'm just in like a really good headspace in general. That's beautiful. One, I want to say like I'm sending you all the good vibes for the internship. Like it sounds like, you know, you you're in moments where you're like, I did all of these things for a reason. And this could potentially be that reason. That's that's hella dope. Yeah, dude, you're 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 standing in your passion. That's what it sounds like. Like every single thing that you've done to this point has led you to here. And I think that's why you keep getting moved to tears because it's like, this is what you're meant to do. It's where you're supposed to be. And that's beautiful. And I love that. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Hermie. It's crazy. Life is crazy. But thank you guys. <laughs> so before you um, head off and do your thing and potentially finish up the internship application, whatever makes sense for you, um, we'd love for you to just like plug your stuff. Where can people find you? If you want to re-share the podcast name, yeah, this is your time to shine. There it is. Yes. There it is. Hey, hey. This is the time. <laughs> you know, just swaying, swaying and swaying in the vanity. Um, so as we discussed, uh, my at is Herman. John Dad, H E R M A N J O H N D A D. I hate spelling things because I always regret it once I start spelling it, but that's how you spell it. So <laughs> that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my Twitter is very chaotic. Instagram is a safer bet, but you know, whatever you're feeling. Um, we also, I just uh, made an Instagram page for Ask Your Dad because we're kind of, we're not revamping per se, but I'm using new editing software for it. So it's, it's, there's going to be a difference. <laughs> um, so I made an Instagram page and that's just ask your dad pod. 
at on Instagram. Um, and the podcast is called Ask Your Dad. If you want, you know, if you enjoyed getting some advice in this episode and you want to send in some advice for us to answer on that show, uh, you can send it to ask or sorry, just ask your dad at gmail.com and we will answer your questions when we can. And that's that's pretty much all I have to plug. The other thing is just be kind to people. That's it. Thanks, Herman. That's the best advice we could have ended on. Just be kind. <laughs> if everything else fails, be kind. Exactly. I appreciate you guys so much. It's pronounced is it's it's oh. a chef it's a chef's kiss. It's it's a great podcast. Whenever I listen to it, I feel very um elevated. Oh elevated in a good way. I, I guess there's not a bad way to be elevated. Well <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah if you're scared of heights but i'm not scared of heights when i listen to your podcast i feel very grounded well this is the opposite of what i just said well grounded and elevated i feel like you can <laughs> like you can be both maybe i feel like okay no no, no. i feel grounded physically and mentally elevated mm-hmm. i'm in whatever i'm doing i'm like focused in that while i'm listening so i'm grounded but what i'm listening to i'm like wow yeah Uh, we wanted to just give a huge thanks to Herman for giving sound advice and for taking the time to join us on our podcast today. And also wanted to thank you all for sending us your questions and things that you wanted to hear us give advice about. If you have other things that you would like to get advice on, feel free to hop over to Ask Your Dad. That's what he does. That's literally the purpose of his podcast, y'all. So um, ask him some questions. I think advice giving is fun. And uh, I think Herman's podcast is great. So you should go and give it a listen. Shout out to Herman. Um, what are you unpacking this week, Gangay? Well, this week is the end of my very first no spend week in the month of January. So I am um, kind of sitting back and thinking about my spending habits, thinking about my motivation to spend money. Um, I wouldn't describe myself as like a, a lavish spender, but it is something that I was realizing last night, thinking to myself, you know, a lot of the times when I'm spending money, it's because like, I'm sad, right? Or like, oh, I'm feeling some feelings. So let me go cheer myself up by buying myself a plant or like, let me go buy an ice cream or buy a coffee, whatever the case might be. It's spending money to achieve some uh, more positive emotional state of being. So that's something that has become a little bit more clear to me and something that I'm hoping to kind of divorce myself from, if you will, throughout the rest of this no spend challenge. I think obviously there's going to be like financial benefit clearly, like if you're intentionally not spending as much money as you do each month, like you're going to save some money and that's really cool. So uh, that's kind of a a little workaround in that case, but I mostly am interested in continuing to kind of like study the emotional, like the interpersonal stuff that goes on as a result of not spending money this month. And I'm also, one thing that I found interesting is that I, I am like justifying purchases for my home, which are like technically excluded from the no spend challenge. But I find myself like going through this like really long thought process of like, okay, so we needed to hire a task rabbit for something, right? And so it's like, 
well, do you really need to hire a task rabbit? Can you wait until February to get this task done? Is there any way that you can figure out how to do it yourself? Or like, do you have to spend money on this? So that's something that I'm like finding myself kind of wrestling with even more for like things that I wouldn't have thought twice about like two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, we need, this needs to get done. I'm going to hire a task rabbit. They can get it done within an hour. Let's go ahead and do that. And now I'm like, well, does it really need to like, does it need to happen right this minute? And does it need to happen like through that means? Um, So I think that that's also an interesting kind of side effect of this challenge. I would be intrigued if we all start learning different skills, like things that we would normally outsource, if we suddenly like learn how to do those things as a means of not spending money on those, whether it be items or services. I would be really intrigued to see if that happens for my siblings and I. I already know that some of the things that you would hire Tinkscrapper to do, you're learning already because you're just doing all of the power tools, like you're building and all that stuff. So I'm interested to see what tools you're going to buy at the end of the day. It's really what it's going to be. It's like, if I can use my drill for anything, I will. Like, that's where we are. It's like, oh, this can be done with a, like a regular screwdriver. That's okay. I have my drill. Let me go get it. It's, it'll take two seconds, which is just stupid. <laughs> and like just yesterday I was, um, I was working on this desk and it was, I don't have a, a nailer yet. So I was, I had to like use a hammer to hit this nail into the wall. And you know how loud that is? I don't know if you know, like that is very loud. And it's like, kind of a long process sometimes. And so mm-hmm. I was like, this is so loud. I wish I had a nailer. Like I was so mad. So yes, I, but basically I'm saying by the end of February, my power tool collection will have grown significantly because that, that's just it. I don't want flowers this year for Valentine's Day. I want a nailer. I want a nail gun. That's what I want. Spread the word. Um, where there's a will, there's a drill. It's a- <laughs> oh, I like that one. Where there's a will, there's a drill. What about you? What are you unpacking? So I'm unpacking this conversation that I had with uh, one of my friends the other day. And it was kind of one of those like brain blast moments. Um, And we were talking about like how long we've been in quarantine or how long like, you know, the pandemic's been a thing. And he said to me, he was like, yeah, like there's actual like pandemic babies. And I just froze because I was like, wait a second. Like if you were conceived in March and then you are born December, January, like you legitimately had your whole entire pregnancy in COVID. And that just really put the timeline in perspective for me because I feel like I get lost. I get lost in the sauce when I come through thinking about like how much time passes. Like today I'm thinking, dang, we're already almost halfway through January, that's like rough. And so then to think about it in terms of like a human life, that's like, like it just, it really, really took me aback. So that's something that I'm like, I'm talking is like maybe the existential like timeline of the pandemic and how if, yeah, like when somebody is born right now, like they're, that's what they're going to be. I don't know, maybe that's like the story that they're, childhood is going to be about is like oh hey this is what it looked like to be pregnant with you and I don't know and then you're also growing up in a pandemic so I don't know I think that's just like an interesting way for me to like rationalize what time looks like right now 
I know in the beginning of the pandemic, people joked around like, oh, like, don't get a COVID baby. People are going to come out here and naming their their kids like Quarantina and stuff like that. And like, it was funny for the first couple of weeks, but then it became a little too realistic. And like, yeah, like people yeah. are getting pregnant right now. And and if they're getting pregnant right now, it's not just that, oh, they're getting pregnant, but by the time they have the baby, we'll be out of COVID. It's like, you know, they're getting pregnant and having the baby and we're still in the pandemic. And I think that that makes it, to me, at least a little bit scarier because it's like, I thought we'd be done by now, truth be told. Like, I was like, oh, by yeah. this time next year, like, this will be a, a distant memory. And now it's like, not quite. And it is going to be the mask that sort of like hangs around the cloud that hangs around, I don't know why I said mask, the cloud that hangs around people's lives, like the entirety of their lives. These babies are going to grow up and be like, well, there was a pandemic going on and there were threats to the government from within the state. Like there was an act of domestic terrorism within my first year of life. And the person who was leading the country was unhinged. Yeah. And on top of all of that, thinking about the state that we're in right now with the pandemic, where, you know, I'm seeing like reports about the number of beds that are available at hospitals. So I just am thinking about like, dang, like, I hope that expected parents are able to like, give birth to their kids. Like, I don't know if, what that looks like in a I don't know what that looks like in a hospital situation, but I'm, I don't know, I think I'm just sharing a lot of, or I'm having a lot of appreciation for parents right now, especially of like really young children, because what child rearing has looked like for the, like our generation at least is not what it looks like right now. And so they're having to make like a lot of new adjustments for the first time. So yeah, thinking about parents and thinking about little babies and that's just, I don't know. I think it, it really took me aback, like just to put it all into perspective. Well, hey, if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking with us. You know, you not only have made it to episode 14, I had to think about it for a second, of podcast, but you also made it through our first episode of the year. So congratulations. That is something you can check off your New Year's resolution box if you're one of your goals was to get into podcasts. I don't know. Way to go. You did it. Congratulations. And we just want to say thank you for being here with us. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you keep coming back. And we would love it if you shared this episode. Maybe if you're like, hey, friend, there's some advice that maybe you need to hear. Send this along to them so they can hear what needs to be said. Um, or if you find another episode in our catalog that you like, share it with someone because we think we're pretty cool and we want to invite more people into the fold. And if one of your goals this year is to build community, uh, feel free to reach out to us if you want to be up, featured in an upcoming episode. Um, you can reach out to us on Instagram. My handle is at Alicia Olivas, A-L-I-C-I-A-O-L-I-V as in Victor, A-S. And Sangay's is at Sangay Nicole, at S-A-N-G-A-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E. And then you can also reach out to us on Twitter, not pronounced pod. Um, and all of this information is in the description box. Whee! you have anything else right now? You know, like drink some water, call your people, uh, go outside with the mask, like go stand in the sun when the sun shines. That's, that's the what else that I have. All right. Things are closing this out, thank And with that, this has been yet another imperfect production of It's Pronounced Podcast with your girls, Alicia. And Sangay. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.